The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 13th of March. In your squeeze today, countries including Australia ground Boeing's 737 MAX 8 aircraft, a Brexit vote is due any minute, when bad news becomes good news, and the internet turns 30. This is your squeeze today. The fallout continues for Boeing after the second of its 737 MAX 8 aircraft went down over the weekend, Claire. What we know now from reading a lot about planes overnight is that in normal circumstances, instructions from the regulator in the country that certified the aircraft type is usually the instigator to ground a fleet. In this case, that's the American regulator, and so far it hasn't taken that step. But many countries now, including Australia's Civil Aviation Authority, have taken matters into their own hands. They've banned these planes from the air. What's Boeing doing about this very very sizable problem for them? working with everyone they possibly can and trying to soothe all of those concerns. They're working with the investigators of the Ethiopian Airlines crash. Um, Still no word yet about what might have caused that crash. Uh, They also say that they're working with those regulators and airlines that have uh, planes uh, either coming in and out of their country or they're operating those planes to to talk to them about uh, exactly what they know. But also yesterday there was news that they're going to issue uh, a software update to the planes that deals with the safety concerns that some had. So, yeah, they're doing all that they can. But, gee, when you look at things like the front page of today's Daily Telegraph, yeah. you can see the sort of reputational damage that they're taking in the and the really big battle that they have to get on top of this. To fix that, exactly. So with Boeing dealing with all of that, MPs in Britain are, as we speak, debating Brexit ahead of the final vote on May's deal. How are things shaping up? Well, Theresa May has had spent a great bit of time over the last few weeks with the European Union and it seems that there was some last-minute legal uh, assurances on the Irish backstop that she was able to solicit out of the EU. But when it got back to the British Parliament, the Attorney-General, Geoffrey Cox, was asked about uh, what the government's legal advice was about those changes and he said that really the advice hasn't changed, that the UK would remain tied to the European Union after Brexit if there's some issues with that Irish backstop transition. So it doesn't seem to have quelled any of those concerns, particularly for people that are concerned about that issue. Uh, Certainly the reports indicate that May is facing a defeat, but that will happen, uh, the vote, probably at about 6am this morning, might be a bit before, might be a bit after, so we don't have long to wait. No. And apologies if you're listening to this after that and it's happened. We try to be as current as possible, but when this stuff's happening at 6am, makes it a bit difficult, doesn't it? Uh, Yesterday, the US told Germany they are going to have trouble sharing information with them if Germany allows Huawei to be part of their 5G mobile network. It's the same issue that's played out um, here in Australia, but also in Mm. New Zealand. Uh, There was a report not that long ago that um, the UK is looking into it and they 
think, uh, certainly reports said that they think that there might be a way uh, around that. They might be able to use Huawei equipment and be able to deal with these espionage concerns. But it's interesting to see America really talking to its strategic allies about the use of Huawei equipment and the concerns that they have about um, uh, what information might end up in the hands of the Chinese. That's right, yeah. Sometimes bad news turns to good news. We love it when this happens. This is one of those days. Trevor Salvado and Jacinta Bohan, the married hikers who went on a walk four days ago, were found safe yesterday, or, or rather they found their way to safety. Yeah, really quite an incredible story and a tribute to their experience as yeah. bushwalkers that they were able to manage themselves and really get themselves to a to a good ending. Uh, they had found a, a apparently a bit of a creek that had a small amount of water in it so they were able to survive those four nights in the bush with some water they had a handful of muesli bars with them they'd eaten the last of the muesli bars yesterday and uh trevor was talking about uh what their mindset was at that point which was they were feeling pretty good so they thought it was time given that yeah they're pretty relaxed aren't they yeah that it was time to get out so they got down uh, off the big rock that they were camped on and went down um, to a road where they're able to stop a minivan full of canoeists. So, yeah, they've done very, very well. What a relief for their family. Amazing. Um, expect more news about George Pell today. His sentence is handed down from 10am. And it's only taken five years and a very high-profile prison stay, but yesterday refugee footballer Hakeem Al-Arabi became an Aussie citizen, Claire. He was very excited to join Team Australia. Uh, He says that um, what he wants to focus on next is um, soccer for the country. Well, he did play for Bahrain, so look out, Socceroos. Yeah. From one man's dream to another, Qantas CEO Alan Joyce has received a handwritten letter from a 10-year-old budding airline CEO. It's complete gold, Claire. (laughs) This kid had um, uh, really wanted a bit of advice. He said he'd appointed his um, chief financial officer, his head of legal, his head of customer service. He's really getting his team together, but he had a few issues that he wanted to talk through with Alan Joyce. So he wrote him a letter and uh, Joyce has sent a a very nice one back saying um, perhaps they should meet, even though he's not really into talking to his competitors about their plans, he, he would give the kid a bit of time. <laughs> well, it's called Oceana Airlines and I'll be investing in it when it launches. <laughs> <laughs> a significant birthday today also, Claire, the internet turns 30. Internet, it's not very old, really, is it? No, when you think about it and when you think about the dramatic impact that it's had on our lives and the impact yeah. that it's going to have into the future. But Tim um, Benesley is the English man who in, basically invented the internet. Um, he's worried, though, that it's becoming a tool for division or or that it is a tool Mm. for division and he wants it to be better. So he's written to that um, worldwide web um, community to to talk about those issues. You tell us, Tim. Yeah, exactly. And he's trying. What do we do? To his credit, he's trying. Yeah. Yeah. Our three-minute squeeze is with Wes Hetherington today, a filmmaker turned business owner and an all-round top bloke, really. Um, He's currently touring in regional Victoria, running workshops on how to make quality videos using your smartphone. And he's told us that he listens to the Squiz Today podcast every morning. There you go. Yeah, we're good for on the road. Yeah. Hi, Wes. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) What about the subject line? Subject line today. So, you know, um, aha. 
um, and Take On Me, which, of course, is the, you know, oh, yeah. everyone knows that song. Oh, it's <laughs> it's now in my head. Thank <laughs> That's you. all right. It's from an album called Hunting High and Low, which is quite a really morose, tragic kind of song. But anyway, there's a lyric from that, um, there's no end to the lengths I'll go. Uh, and, of course, it's about him trying to find a girl. He's hunting high and low for her. Um, okay, we're getting there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we found our hikers yesterday after much searching. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, but yep. I think it's also quite applicable to Theresa May. Um, there seems yeah. to be no end to the length she's gone to. Whether it pays off, we'll find out. Yeah, we certainly will. I think that'll do us for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. Jump into the email, plenty more in there. Uh, if you like the Squeeze, please share it. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Tell your Brewster, tell your hairdresser. (laughs) Have a great Wednesday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.